This is episode 296 on April 18th, 2019. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Tiny Shutter Podcast, where we talk about iPhone photography and other things. I'm Joseph Ferreira. I'm Dave Podner. I'm Greg McMillan. And I'm Matt Hoffman. Greetings, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? I'm sorry I missed last week, but... uh, uh, Try try not to do do that <laughs> i know right <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll tell everybody uh later on in the show uh where i was and what i was up to and the dragons that i had to slay but uh uh thanks for holding down the fort thanks mark for coming on and uh um taking the helm and uh yeah sorry everyone that it took me a while to get that episode up i was on vacation and then when i got back it was like a firestorm of trying to get other stuff done and then finally i was able to complete it uh part of it was i i had i, I wanted to listen through the entire thing so i wasn't just throwing it up there going huh i have no idea what they talked about but uh <laughs> sometimes that takes a little time uh to to carve out in the day but uh uh good so all right well let's uh go ahead and uh talk about a little bit of news news team Now, if you are listening to this podcast, you're going to be like, man, just a couple days ago, they were talking about stuff in the news with uh, with other uh, phones like Huawei and all that. Uh, and uh, if you go back a few episodes, we talked about a, a concept video that was put out by someone, I think from Israel, on a folding iPhone. And it was you know, interesting. I had my, you know, my reservations about it, but for, uh, for everyone who, uh, enjoys large real estate, you know, that's something that I think would become very popular. Well, what was it? Was it last week or that, um, or the week before that, uh, people started getting their hands on the Samsung, uh, folding phone. I think it was just earlier this week, to be honest. Okay, so just recently. Yeah, yeah. I would say, uh, was it like probably on like the 16th or so? Okay, so a couple days ago, two days ago. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening to this, it was probably four days ago. <laughs> um, but uh, there's been a little bit of news on how uh, what's been happening to it. And Dave, why don't you tell everybody what's going on with that? Sure. Well, now this was, of course, it's not released to the general public yet. So this is these are the reviewer units, and these are high level reviewers. So this isn't, you know, the, uh, MKCD, um, um, HD, um, Marquise Browley, um, a couple other really high end reviewers who they're they're the ones who always get the first in line with the phones, and you know tend to know all the phones. So it isn't like, oh, I only use iPhones and this is my first Android phone, but they're very experienced with everything. And they noticed, even though Samsung, and honestly, I, I don't think Samsung lied, said, we have this machine that folds this phone 20,000 times and it came out great and there's no problem. 
And as one person said, there's a difference between a machine folding something again and again and a human being folding it, maybe not folding it the same way each time, folding it kind of hard, and things starting to break. Yeah. The first reports were people saying, oh, I saw on my screen something that looked like a screen protector. And when you fold it and unfold it, there was a little bit of a gap. So like every phone out there that comes with a, you know, normally static clinged on screen protector, first thing you do is tear off the screen protector. So these experienced reviewers, so this is, these are not novice. These aren't like Apple when they came, I think when they came out with the watch, they gave the first reviews were to like fashion people. These were high. These are real technology savvy people. They said, Oh, that's obviously a screen protector they put on the factory to make sure it makes it through shipment. Okay, I'm going to – and they said it was easy to take off this kind of thin plasticky protector. So they took off this, the, the thin plasticky protector like everyone else does pretty much when you first get electronics. They folded it once or twice and the screen broke. Oh, and other people, and they said, when Sam, at first you hear, well, it's because they took off the protector. And Samsung said, oh, no, no, you're not supposed to take that protector off. That's part of the design huh. in order to make sure things don't get caught. So at first you hear, well, it's because they took the protector off. That's why it broke. Then other people started to chime in on Twitter and said, no, I have a re- review in it. Um, I kept the protector thing on and it broke after a couple minutes. Yeah. So then, and then now, they, when you say video, when you say broke, Dave, you, the screen itself isn't breaking, though, right? Oh yes, well, not breaking as in cracking, no. But you saw video of, for lack of a better term, the right screen looks okay. The left right. screen looks like it's glitching, flashing yeah. white on and off. And then some people saying yes. And then in the middle where the crease is, you can see cracks starting. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah, increases. So, you know, at first it looked great because you unfold it and you have this very large four by three display, you know, you know, old screen, um, not old screen, but a old fashioned iPad display um, aspect ratio four by three, which looked great, especially for maps, because you have a nice almost square size. So that's great for maps that be good for um, editing photos. Yeah. You know, versus ha- a long, thin item, you have a nice wide screen. Watching and if videos. You want to do, it, yeah. I mean, it's a great, but oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Watching videos and, and you know, being able to uh, look, really see the details in your images. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And the fact that the phone can do, I think, three to four programs at one time. So you could have a widescreen kind of, you know, hold the phone sideways when you unfold it, put a widescreen video on top, have Twitter open maybe on the bottom, have something else open on the bottom, you know, go at it. The, you know, the overall concept was good. It's just a matter of things started to break really quick. And now Samsung, to their credit, said after after the, the first one, I think, was kind of poo-pooed. And I think Apple would have done the same thing. After all, you're holding it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> But after the few uh, a few next ones where they just couldn't say you're folding it wrong, yeah, they said, okay, give us these units back. We obviously have something going on that we didn't test for, and we'll ship you out new units. 
So I'm interested to see if this actually continues, you know, if the story continues or if Samsung can, after all, Samsung got through, um, uh, flame gate, if you want to call it that with the last note, uh, and people kind of was like, Oh, this phone blew, this phone started to catch on fire. And people, you know, a few months later were like, well, that was in the past catching on fire. That's so last year, no big deal. So I'm assuming that, you know, most people will be like, well, that's that foldable phone. That was something new and different. But I trust my, you know, my Galaxy Note or my regular Galaxy 10 or what, you know, or my even cheaper down the line, you know, um, other Galaxy phone. And it will be ignored after a while. After all, I hate to say it. How many of us would actually spend two thousand dollars? Ooh. Because that's how much the phone costs. Yeah, it's a it's a two thousand yeah. dollar phone. So this is one case where, it's, yeah, if you want a nice big screen, you can actually get a phone, get a tablet for less money. Matt, is the um, is the real estate enough to pay that price for you? Um, because I know not, you like I mean, real estate. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. You there has to be more qualifiers to that question. <laughs> um, so you know, I I certainly wouldn't jump on board right now. Right. Uh, yeah, but uh, um, you know, I, I'm sure I'm sure that you know these uh, these problems will get ironed out. I mean, this is a first. Yeah. A first. Uh, go at it or whatever. So I'm, I'm sure, you know, so they'll figure out a way to, to make it durable and everything like that. And it, I mean, down the road, it is definitely still something I'd be interested in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I know that for me, you know, I don't want a beer phone, but if, if the folding screen happens to, work and they do iron out all the all the bugs in it i don't think two thousand dollars would make me want to jump on board but you know if it was reasonably priced i'd say yeah i can do that because i do like things to be compact being able to stow it away and you know not have to uh not have to worry about a large phone um, but if it was just slightly wider, cause I mean, I put a case on my phone, mine's never the, the thickness that it came. It's always thicker. Um, so thickness to me is not a big deal, but you know, width, um, width and length can be a little bit of a, a deal breaker for me. Hmm. Uh, Greg, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, when we, first started talking about this a couple of weeks ago or whenever it was, we saw that, um, uh, that concept video, uh, at the time I said, you know, if, if Apple made something like this and it was good and it worked and everything else, and if I had the money, I, I would buy it. You know, I've had some time to think about it and now I'm not so sure. And it's not just because of this, um, issue with the Samsung fold. It's just the whole, um, you know, you're getting to the point where 
you know, <clears throat> getting getting one of these things where it opens up and it's big like that, well, you're getting to the point where you might as well just carry a tablet. Yeah. Uh, the only thing is, is that it folds up and it, it, it gets a little more compact and it can actually fit in your pocket. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's because I have an iPhone and I have an iPad. Uh, if I didn't have a tablet, maybe I would be more inclined to want this, you know, this, this type of phone in, you know, in the first place. But I don't know. I, I'm really going to have to, um, think about it mm-hmm. if if it ever you know if they ever make a good one and and it uh becomes a, a very workable usable product yeah but at, at this point in time i'm beginning to wonder if if it's something that i would want um i was really kind of you know glossy eyed over that concept video i guess you could say because yeah. they really made it look cool but um but now eh, i i don't know i i don't know I, i'm i'm just kind of on the fence over it but as far as the issues that Samsung is having, I'm kind of not surprised because I have a feeling they really wanted to rush to get this thing out. Sure. And we haven't heard anything about the Huawei product yet. Um, I don't even know if if they have re- review units out there. I don't think they do or we likely would have heard about it. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that one too. But um I think I think Samsung just tried to really rush it out. They wanted to be the first one out of the gate with it, and they shouldn't have done that. Yeah, <laughs> I think they should have. They should have done a little more research. Oh yeah. Well, to be honest, when you actually looked at the because, as a few people were saying, when they announced it, they didn't let anyone touch it, which doesn't surprise me given the first iPhone when it came out you know, decade plus ago, they didn't let anyone touch that either because it wasn't working, but they also had six months. It wasn't around six months between announcing it and actually putting it in people's hands. Hmm. It wasn't like a You're talking like the, it the original now. iPhone? Day? Original. You're talking the original? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was announced it was in, in January. Yeah. And I'm not sure when it actually came to market, but I Once think you're right. June. I think there was like... There was probably four or five, six months they had yeah. before they, before they actually time. released it, and no one, no one would approve. No one would say, "Oh, that's fine now." But if you look at the fold, it's more than it's the when they come together, it doesn't fold flat together. It folds like a book. So if you look at the phone, the phone, the Samsung phone edge on, you have the flat part, and you have basically you have the curved part. But it almost makes a wedge because the ends come together, but it doesn't it isn't just two phones flat together. Right. So it, it's it's a minor kind of wedgy shape. Right. So it's even thicker than two phones put together. Hmm. And it's not to me, it's a long, skinny phone if you're not unfolding it. And yeah. from a photography standpoint, you know, holding something that's long and thin is actually a little bit, at least for my mind, a little bit easier. Because if you try to hold something like an iPad, which tons of people do, we see them, but when you get wide and big like that, it's kind of hard to keep everything stable to take a decent photo sometimes. And so I would see most people, I'm thinking if a foldable phone came out and you want to take a photo with it, you're going to use it in the folded position, not the unfolded. So you're getting 
I mean, like I said, I have a case on my phone because I drop things. Um, but I can imagine, you know, if I want something that's even more expensive, I definitely want a case that can survive. And you have to get a case that can somehow fold. And that's going to be, you know, we're talking probably at least a half inch thick with a case with a foldable phone. You know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're talking big, bulky, having to take it's 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 a compromise. And it's maybe not ready. I'm glad someone took it took cook took a try with it though. I'm glad it you know someone gave it a try, but just like the old Windows tablets that Bill Gates held up, yeah, in early two thousands, that were way too thick, way too heavy, way too expensive, and functionality didn't work. But it was a good concept. Yeah, I think the same thing with the foldable phones. I think we're you know, I think it'll be quicker in 10 years, but I give it a few years at least. And it may be one of those things where just like when the netbooks were coming out and people were saying, oh, Apple's dead because they can't produce a notebook under a thousand dollars. You know, you, you won't see Apple with a cheap little crappy little notebook. And they didn't. They came out with an iPad. Right. So they saw the problem. They said, well, everyone's solving it this way, but we like this answer. It may not be Apple, but someone's going to say, okay, well, why do people want foldable phones? Well, here's a solution that doesn't – that isn't just let's stick two phones together. But it's going to be completely out of left field. It may be another company. I'm kind of guessing it's either going to be someone like an Apple where they have the engineering – Behind, I know people maybe only you have Macs who are yelling about, yeah, what about my butterfly keyboard that they <clears throat> can't get right? But they generally, especially with the phones where they put the money and the and the and the effort into, have the hardware background. Or it's going to be someone who comes out of left field, who the company's not even in, but it's so new and different, and they're not having to work on legacy background. It's going to be boom if it comes out. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I think we're going to have to wait and see what happens. We're going to get get more news on this most likely in the next few weeks if they are truly going to ship out some other ones to people. Um, but you know, just like anything, when you're first to something, you're always going to the bugs are always going to follow, and so uh, you know you have to be willing to take the heat, but. I, you know, I think these companies, like you said, they're, they're trying to, they, they want to be first to something, you know, and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then they go back to the drawing board. So cool. All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and move on to some other, uh, news and it's actually app related. So I'm going to go ahead and play this. It's that simple to put the app right on the phone. And I help. And I help. That's right. Um, this here, Dave, you had some uh, updates. Yep. And the update was kind of uh, prompted. Uh, this past week, I went and opened up InLight, which is kind of my second um, editor of choice. Um, I like Snapseed mainly because I can do it without having to create a copy of the photo I'm working on. But for especially dealing with really challenging HDR, uh, 
or if I want to get a little extra creative or it's for masking I like in light working better. So I open up in light and I get the little pop-up saying, oh, PhotoFox is the shiny new version of Enlight. We're supporting, we're still supporting the original Enlight for now. <laughs> so so when I hear still for now, that concerns me a bit. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that as long as I have the app installed on my phone and the phone doesn't die, I don't get a new phone or they stop updating it. And then all of a sudden Apple says, oh, any old apps eventually will not be supported like some apps had for the last for iOS 12. I can keep using it. Well, then the the, the fine folks who uh, make PhotoFox tell me I can get download PhotoFox for free and my favorite NLight tools are already there and NLight users only get a discount that's 43% off the subscription to PhotoFox Pro. Well, I uh, honestly, I wasn't going to subscribe, but I figured, well, you know, if they're pushing it this far, I might as well download the new PhotoFox. I downloaded it when it first came out and was like, this is different enough from Enlight and Enlight's still working for me, so I might as well stick with what I like and what works. So I, I downloaded the new one, and there are a couple, like, the fact it has layers on the free version, that's that's really nice. Um, a couple of the editing parts are really nice. I was able to make a, a kind of a unique-looking photo out of a nice photo of a clock I was able to do and use a masking and put a nice background into it. Um, but like I said, the main thing I use Enlight for is that HDR feature or trying to deal with really challenging light situation, light and dark situations. And I like the fact in light, I can just go to, you know, image, um, adjust, and then I see all the different filters down below, including one called HDR and then, you know, high, low, really simple. When I went for the filters for, uh, the PhotoFox, they seem to be, they're good, but they seem to be more on the creative side, more on the let's make an interesting photo instead of let's try to fix the limitations of your iPhone photo, of your iPhone camera. And then I went to the manual adjustments where you can adjust a different part. And the ones that I would think I would use more than anything else under the adjust are the structure and clarity yeah. where to me, especially the clarity and structure combined that can give you that HDR. And if you're careful with it, fix, fix it where you get a nice light, dark balance without making it look HDR. -y. Yeah. And then the all structure, of a sudden it's, the structure feature, on that, it says try. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jeff. The, the the structure feature I I use a lot with Snapseed, um, mm -hmm. and it's almost like it takes the ambiguity away and and gives you uh, good sharp contrasts, and it helps mm -hmm. it helps with that pop. Yeah, and it doesn't just and it gives you that like I said, especially for clouds, it can bring out the the, the very dramatic clouds in that yeah. way. But then I find out that, like I said, those are the two features I tend to use in light for more than I would do Snapseed. Why I would choose it, and it's the and those are the pro features. So all of a sudden, it's like 
I don't want to call it the photo correction, but again, trying to get the iPhone camera is great. It's still not perfect. Right. Obviously. I mean, there's physical limitations. We still haven't gotten around to bending space time to make a camera that's this small (laughs) look like a really big camera. Right. Hasn't happened yet. But that's one thing I was using in light for is I can make a photo. I can use it pretty good and say, oh, here's the photo that came out. And by the way, you know, I was able to get around here's like, sometimes I'll say, here's the original photo. Here's the edited one. And you're like, the original one's good. Then you just get a lot more pop. And it's like, okay, well, you're telling me to couple the features that I personally use, you know, that makes me use this app is all of a sudden pro features. And the, <laughs> 43% off means that I get three months for $399 yeah. instead of a $6.99 per month charge. Actually, here, it's um, – uh, so I just pulled it up. Okay. Uh, you yeah. have one month. You can do uh, one month for $6.99. Mm-hmm. You can do 12 months at the $3 a month. And that comes well, to a total of $35.99. Or mm-hmm. there's the one-time purchase for sixty nine ninety nine, but I think because I have in light installed, uh-huh. it's giving me a special forty three percent off the monthly rate. So it's giving me the ability to do the monthly rate at three ninety nine a month, right, for three months, and then going back up to the six ninety nine rate. Sounds like you're getting ripped off because this is, like I said, this is. Uh, oh yeah. This is twelve months at two ninety nine a month. But I think that twelve months at two ninety nine is a one time. Oh, and then you go to the yeah. So you'll get charged all. I think the way it works is you get charged all of that at once. Right. For thirty. So you're paying thirty five dollars per year, but no one wants to hear thirty five some dollars per year. They want to hear two ninety nine per month is what the charge turns out to be. Yeah. And 35 I mean honestly, $35 per month, I mean per year, that's kind of pricey and $70 for a one-time purchase. That's that's a little bit more than I want to. Yeah, if you're only using two features. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. Matt, you said you uh you had something that you wanted to say about PhotoFox? Yeah, so um you know, everybody knows I love Enlight, and yes. I, I uh, opened it up today, and um, I kind of had like a, an idea in mind for a, a way that I wanted to edit some pictures. And you know, I got that same prompt that Dave was talking about, like, "Hey, you know, check out PhotoFox, new, newer, shinier app. All the stuff you like about Enlight is in PhotoFox." And then you know it blabbed on about 43% off this, that, and the other thing. So I thought, you know what? Fine. I have PhotoFox on my phone and I've pretty much ignored it since I installed it. Um, but fine. If, if, if the stuff that I like to use from Enlight is in PhotoFox, then okay, I'll give it a fair shake. So I went ahead and did the, the three months, um, you know, I figure I'll play with it for three months, and if I like it, 
maybe I'll continue subscribing to it. And if I don't like it, then whatever. I'll cancel this subscription. No biggie. Um, I could tell you right off the bat here, I'm going to be canceling. Um, so now, granted, I haven't like given it a super fair, uh, in-depth look yet, but the things that I like about Enlight, like some of the filters I like to use, they are not there. Yeah, I, I looked high and low, and they're not there. And I just found the, um, you know, there's like an adjustments panel where where you would you know do all your basic adjustments. Um, I I just didn't really care for the way it treated highlights. Um, like my big pet peeve with any editing app that has a, a highlight slider is if it makes highlights gray. Um, then that's just a, a non-starter for me. And it kind of did that to my picture. So I was like, all right, we're not getting off on the right foot here at all. And, um, you know, I went ahead and I, and I edited my photo and I don't know, I, I, I kind of just wish that, um, you know, they, they could just keep kind of putting some effort into Enlight if I have to pay for an update every once in a while, I'd gladly do that because I think Enlight is a fantastic um, photo editor. But PhotoFox, and Dave, you kind of alluded to this, PhotoFox feels a little bit more like it's geared toward making like photo art than it is like editing a photo and kind of keeping it looking realistic. Um all the filters are just like these real like artsy fartsy color overlays and weird textures. And, um, I mean, there's some good ones in there. Some of the film filters are good and the black and white filters and stuff like that. But, um, I don't know, man, it's just, it's totally different to me than, than end light. And, you know, I know it, the main feature it touts is being able to, um, edit in layers and, um, you know, if you subscribe to the the pro features or whatever, you kind of get like un unlimited layers. Which, um, if you are doing like art type stuff, that would be kind of a necessity. But for the majority of the editing I do, um, the the mixer function in regular Enlight, which is essentially using two layers, is practically all I ever need. So. Yeah, you know, I, I I don't know. Right now, I'm kind of thinking I'm just going to stick with Ed White. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Well, we'll see what happens with uh, with N- with PhotoFox. If uh, people jump on board with their offer, or if they happen to change their mind, I guess we'll see. All right. Well, um, anything else? Oh, uh, so you're, um, I'm sorry. Greg, did you want to bring something up about apps? Yeah, just a real quick uh, note that um, the guys that make Spectre and Halide updated both of those apps, and they, you know, they trimmed the code down so that uh, it, um, uh, the, the the download size for those apps is about half of what it was before, and in their app descriptions on the app store, they uh, they said that 
uh, they're down to about seven or so megabytes, and you could fit all of Windows 3.1 in that. So they thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I used 3.1 so, back with I think a was it a 486 computer? Yeah, that sounds about oh, right. Yeah, man, that was like but, early, um, that was early 90s. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so other than that. Um, Halide has some more Siri shortcut functionality uh, baked in, and uh, um, I don't think there's too much. Oh, I think with Spectre, I think they've uh, they've added some more languages, um, like support for more languages. And uh, you know, as as far as the, the the download size being trimmed down, I think that would just make it. Uh, perform way better on, say, the older phones like the 6s and um, things like that. So, uh, uh, yeah, they really don't say too much. Well, okay, Spectre, they did a, a slight change to the stabilization algorithm um, to help out new users. So, you know, just it just goes to show you that these guys are continually working on improving those two apps and. Uh, uh, I think that's a good thing because when when you buy an app, you know you should you should have you could almost expect that to happen. And and Ben Sandowski that writes the code for this um, for these apps is he's just a a genius, just a, a real genius. And um, Sebastian Dewitt that does the design, uh, you know, a genius in his own right. Uh, the the apps are just absolutely amazing in my opinion. So. To, to see them continually work on them and and trim them down and make them perform much better is a good thing. Yeah. Anytime you do that with a a program, that's key because that's less uh, footprint that you're taking up for other things. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Very cool. All right. Well, uh, are you guys ready for some post pick of the week? Yeah. Sounds good. Yep. All right, let me go ahead and play this. Post pick of the week. All right, we are in the middle of our current weekly photo challenge, which is anger. Next week it'll be love, and then uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Do you guys ever see the movie Inside Out? No. Oh yeah, yeah, the Pixar movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, it's 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 actually really good. I like it. Um, all right, so the current challenge is still anger. So however you can interpret that, which uh, is, uh, how's that going in the Facebook group? Uh, I don't know. I haven't really looked okay. too closely into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll see how this, uh, we'll see how it turns out. Uh, so right now we are going to go to the well, which is Instagram and choose from the hashtag tiny shutter. And, uh, Greg, are we going with your image? Uh, I think so. I think that's the one that, uh, kind of struck everybody's eye there. I think so. So th- yeah. So this one is, um, from, uh, a gal in Michigan. Her name is, I, I'm going to go on a limb here and try to pronounce it right. Yori Rijanen. Um, she's, uh, she's also an active member of the Artful Life Photography community. So I've seen her stuff over there too. And she's lately, she's been experimenting with brush strokes. 
Nice. Uh, the uh, the app that um, you know gives gives your photos a a painterly look, like a, whether it's um, oil or a, or a water uh, watercolor. Uh, I've played with that app before, and it is really cool to play with. But the image that we picked is um, it's a I don't know if it's a tulip. No, it's an evening primrose, and um, she says it's also known as a beach sun cup. So it's a yellowy orange type of flower, and it has some really nice big water droplets on it. And it's just right in the center of the frame. And there's some flowers in the background that are off in the other corners of the image. And um, she put this painterly effect on that looks like uh, uh, it almost looks like an oil painting. And it just really caught my eye. And what appealed to me about it is the fact that where I am anyway, it's still brown season or stick season here. And it's just absolutely horrible. Um, uh Nothing to take take pictures of. If, if if I take pictures of anything, I'm almost certain to turn them to black and white. But the color and and the vibrancy of of her image just really um, uh, jumped out at me. And I thought, you know, it's just it just screams spring. And and I thought it was really worthy of really worthy of uh, post pick. Nice. What are your thoughts, Dave? And unmuted. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's just, it's a really nice photo. And I do love the um, experimenting with the, the, like the watercolor oil effects, trying to do something a little different when it comes to not just here's a straight photo, but give it that kind of, especially this one where having that really lets the flower in the middle pop and have the background being, if you will, kind of out of focus there so i think yeah. it oh yeah it's a agree it's it is an, definitely an eye catcher yeah matt what are your thoughts um <laughs> so <laughs> so typically i'm not a huge fan of uh the painting uh effects or whatever yeah but um I'm kind of a sucker for them when it comes to flower images. And I think that this one, it works extremely well because of the flower, like the way the, uh, the petals kind of have the, the, the wavy kind of shape to it. Yeah. That in my opinion, just kind of lends itself to like brush strokes. Um, you know, and then just the fact that it's a flower, you know, you expect a flower to, to be like soft and dare I say pretty. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's exactly, that's exactly what, what you have here with it, with this. And then just the colors are just yeah. very eye catching, um, and, and really complimentary as well. You know, you got the purples and blues and dark greens in the background and then just this very vibrant yellow orange red flower it's pretty awesome yeah you can definitely i can see this being uh printed possibly on canvas heck uh, yeah yes yeah and framed and stuck up on a wall and i mean it's 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 that like you said, the colors and, uh, and everything. And then the, the nice thing is that it's in a macro setting where the, 
where the um, foreground is very sharp, uh, but then the background is out of focus, which adds to um, the the painting look. So it's it is obviously uh, you know from our standpoint a worthy image for post pick of the week, and and by itself it's just an awesome image. So congratulations. And it should be noted. It should be noted that she took it with a macro lens as well. And so that that you know that made the background in a photo it would really appear like a bokeh, um, like a real nice and blurry, a nice soft blurry. So when she added the painterly effect, it just really yeah um, kind of emphasized that too. And and mixed probably a lot of the colors together, and yeah, it just mm-hmm. it's awesome. Yep. Well, uh, Jory or Yori, I, I, I don't know how to say your name, but, uh, congratulations. You are post pick of the week winner. If you want to be featured as post pick of the week, you have two options. Like I said earlier, you have the, uh, weekly photo challenge that is done on the Facebook group page. And, uh, the other one is doing what, uh, uh, Yori did with tiny sh- uh, the hashtag tiny shutter on Instagram. So two two different options for you, and uh, both of them are um, a lot of fun to look at. You know, I, I think there's what over forty three thousand images, probably even more, that are that have the hashtag tiny shutter. Um, and so you can you know for the most part you can scroll through and see some very um, very good images uh, that have been posted throughout the uh, throughout the number of years that we've been using it. And then uh, if you go onto Facebook, you can uh, get onto the um, get onto the posts for our different uh, challenges and see the past posts and and see what other images that were out there that were not you know chosen but equally. Uh, worthy of being chosen as post pick of the week and so there's a lot of things you can do a lot of inspiration so i highly recommend you go and take a look all right well um we're gonna go ahead and move on and uh probably quickly find out what everybody has been up to and uh matt let's start with you what have i been up to yeah, besides trying to figure out what the smoke was, but uh. <laughs> hmm. yeah, did Joseph take up smoking? Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I I hope not. I really <laughs> hope not. I, it, it, that's actually the one place I didn't look was his room. So, oh, Ho- hopefully, hopefully not. Um. You know, I, I don't know. Sadly, I ha- I haven't been up to a whole lot of anything uh, super duper fun. Um, I I did uh, go out today though, um, like around lunchtime. I was kind of near a place where I knew I could get like, like a little walk in, and um, I saw like practically every type of wildflower that could possibly be blooming here right now. So uh, nice. kind of had a field day with that. Um, the only other thing that I really uh, accomplished was um, finally, finally, I emailed uh, Moment about my wide-angle lens that had the coating coming off of it. Yeah, I don't even know if I – I'm not sure if I mentioned that on the podcast before or not. But Yes. I, I did? Okay. 
Um, well, I know I mentioned it to you guys. I just don't remember if I talked about it on the show. Oh, okay. But, but in any case, um, so that, that was something that was happening. I was, uh, I don't know, whatever coding coming off the wide angle lens. And it was getting to the point where it was very noticeable in the pictures that I was taking. And, um, so basically I just kind of stuck the lens in a drawer at my desk and more or less forgot about it and would kind of think about it at times when it wasn't possible for me to be sending emails out and, um, and then actually last night I sat down to send an email to the folks that make the uh, shutter case that, that Greg and I got. And, um, that made me think of it. I was like, Oh yeah, the moment lens. So in any case, shot an email over the moment last night and today they got back to me and, and here's the thing. So I had like zero expectations, right? Um, when you, when you email moment, especially if you have like an issue, they, they want to know like your order number and all that jazz. And I didn't have any of that. Like normally I keep all that stuff, but I couldn't find any of the emails from when I purchased the lens. I didn't have uh, I have the box for the lens, but I didn't have like the packing slip that came with it or anything. So I don't know when I bought the lens. I don't know the order number, none of that stuff, but I'm sure the lens is well outside of its 12 month warranty. And I admitted that in the email I sent. So I was hoping like best case scenario, maybe they'd be like, Oh, you know, here's a, uh, whatever, 10% off a new lens or, you know, maybe a little more than that or something. But they emailed me today and they said, uh, here you go. Here's a code. Go on the website, get yourself a new lens for free. We're really oh, wow. sorry that that happened. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and, uh, that is like super awesome. So, um, you know, and I didn't like, pull my weight as a tiny shutter co-host or anything like that. You know, as far as they know, I'm just Joe Schmo who happened to buy one of their lenses. I don't know if maybe they were able to look at my email address and see that I've, you know, um, I think so. Bought. I think, I think they can, uh, um, look you up with your email address and see, you know, your, your history there. Lots of other stuff from them. Yeah, sure. that could be, but, but in any case, um, you know, that is quite the shock and, and and actually the i think the prices on their lenses went up recently so that wide angle lens is 120 bucks now Ooh, yeah yeah so in any if i was to if i was to you know say yeah you know i i'm the uh i'm one of the co-hosts of the tiny shutter podcast they're like who and uh yeah like, i know oh. <laughs> so <laughs> i i I um I emailed them to to thank them and I let them know that you know that was above and beyond what they did. I had certainly wasn't expecting that sort of response. Um and uh, I thought about saying to them like hey, you know, I'm one of the co-hosts Tiny Shutter and uh, we love your products and we talk about them all the time and you can be darn sure we're going to talk about them now, but I but I didn't. I just yeah. thanked them and but uh, yeah, uh, you could be darn sure I'm going to be talking about their stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, cool. Yeah. 
Um, their, their email support has always been really good, at least for me too. Uh, you know, if I email them with a, a question or an issue or anything, they've always, you know, they've all, they're not long getting, getting back and resolving the issue. And so, you know, they've got, uh, you know, they're, they're a, a small company by, you know, by number of employees and stuff, but boy, they sure have pretty good customer service for the size of them. Yeah. That sometimes that's the best time to deal with companies is when they are small and it's more personal, um, you know, because, you know, you start getting into, oh, I'm going to contact Apple and you're like, <laughs> you and everybody else. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. Greg, what have you been up uh, to? Well, it was uh, I'm, I've I've been enjoying my week off that I that I have in my the way my schedule rotates through the month or whatever. So, um, but the, of course the weather here was oh, you know the 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 current um, uh, weekly challenge is anger, and <laughs> last weekend I woke up and saw snow on the ground and <laughs> yeah, yeah it made me angry because I mean we're we're well into April. Uh, you know, we're in the second half of April here and we're still, we were still getting a bit of snow, but it, it, it's, it's been better lately, like the last few days, because we've actually had a couple of nice days, uh, you know, sunshine and everything else. But, um, on Monday and Wednesday, I, uh, I drove my sister-in-law down to a hospital in London, Ontario, which is about three hours from here for some appointments that she had. And, um, so while I was there waiting for her, uh, I thought, okay, I looked on the map and on Apple Maps or whatever, and I, I said, well, where can I go and you know maybe see if I can try to get some pictures. So I seen the this park that was about maybe ten minutes from the hospital. So I drove to it, and there was a couple of big ponds there, but of course everything is so brown. There's no foliage. There's no flowers out. There's nothing. And but there was um, there was a boardwalk that went along the, uh, the edge of the water. And I, I happened to notice that on, on the, right on the very first step of the boardwalk, it said in memory. And then for, I don't know how many, uh, boards into the boardwalk, there were names mm. of, of people. I, I'm assuming, I, I don't know, but I'm assuming that when they were going to build the boardwalk, they were taking donations. Yeah. And if you wanted to, you know, memorialize a family member. They put the name on the boardwalk. So I'm assuming that's how that came to be, but I thought that was pretty cool. So I took a, a photo of that and I put it on Instagram and I called it memory lane. So, and, uh, I think I made it black and white, um, because mm. again, the colors are, pff, there just isn't any. Yeah. Um, so I was looking around and, you know, there was a, a, a lone Canada goose standing on a, uh, uh, you know, a piece of, fallen tree or something I, f I forget what it was um that was just out in the water and it was close enough that if i put my uh my moment tally on the um two times camera of my 10s max i was able to get kind of a, a half decent close shot of them but I, I i tried to frame it so that you know the surrounding area made it look somewhat appealing so i put put that one on and i called it solitude i, I like to give my pictures a title so then I'm walking around and I noticed this really cool looking building in the property right next to this park. 
And as I got closer to it, like it looked like something that had been abandoned. And I'm thinking, oh, you know, I'm rubbing my palms together thinking, oh, I, I could get something here. But then as I got closer, I saw that it was a structure that the fire departments used to practice putting out fires. Mm, yeah. And it was kind of cool looking. But so I didn't go on the property, but because uh, um, there was signs up and stuff. And I and I just, you know, again, use my, my tele lens for a moment to, um, you know, bring the frame in as best I can and and just took a f- couple of different shots, different angles, and, and I changed one to black and white and, you know, made a few adjustments to the image on in Lumaby and, and put it on uh, Instagram as well and, you know, had pretty decent response. So so other than that, that's that's been my week. Um, bad weather, no no pictures. Well, I, I, I did do a still life shot of some plums. You know, we have some plums in a bowl, and and I called okay. that one plum crazy. <laughs> and I actually, I actually used mixture mixtures on it um, to to give it the edit just a little bit of a a different feel for what I usually do. So it kind of worked out. But yeah, that's that's been my week. Okay. Oh, and I've been watching the hockey too. Oh yeah, the Bruins. Bruins are in the playoffs. Yeah, I was watching Capitals and uh, Hurricanes. Yeah, since yeah. I was in Hurricanes in the- are doing pretty good, eh? Uh, no, aren't they? they were, they were, I think three, two or three down. I can't remember. Oh, are they? Yeah. Nah, there's something so, like that. So much to pay attention to. <laughs> yeah. It's bittersweet for me because I'm a, I'm a Bruins fan, but I mean, the Toronto Maple Leafs are only two hours away from me. Yeah. So I do kind of like them a little <laughs> bit too. So I've decided that whoever wins this series, that's just who I'll cheer for going forward. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Dave, what have you been up to, man? Well, luckily, I don't have to worry about hockey anymore until the fall. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, that was that was a hard pill that, to swallow, that was, eh? That was brutal. That was brutal. Honestly, I, I and to be honest, I hate to say as I got old, as I get older, but sports just doesn't do it for me anymore. Um, you know, it, it, I don't know why it just doesn't. And it's, I, I don't think it's partially because the teams, because I mean, most two out of three of the Pittsburgh teams are at least good uh, and try, while the other team just has the uh, one of the best places to go watch a game. They just gave up, you know, 20 some years ago. But sports just doesn't do it for me anymore, unfortunately. Um, so the fact that the Pens got swept in four and looked horrible doing it, I mean, if, if I know people are heavily into the team, and you know, I feel sorry that you know it goes out this quick. Plus, having home playoff games does kind of help the city in terms of financial reasons yeah. by having you know the extra people come in and taxes, and that that's kind of nice. But yeah, it's kind of unexpected how badly they went. I, I take it in back. Terms. Hold on, I take it back. Uh, hurricanes have tied the series two to two. So wow. Ooh. Yeah. yeah well, okay. Let's put it this way: I can root against the Caps. <laughs> 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 All right. Go ahead, Dave. Okay, but in terms of photography, uh, on Saturday I got a chance to just do a, uh, a walk around the city. Uh, got some really nice photos um, out of it. Which is a gorgeous day. Absolutely gorgeous day. Um, and used, it seems, and something is, seems to be turning into my go-to app for, uh, making nice little slideshow is Apple Clips. 
just handling the it just has a really nice job when you don't want to put a lot of effort into I don't say a lot of effort, but you don't want to put hours into um, just putting together a slideshow with some nice music in the background to show people where it's pretty straightforward. You can add some and I added some little goofy little um, stickers and little animations that went on. Um, one thing I did get to do in my walk was to, uh, it was actually part of my walk was picking up a bib for, um, a charity run this, uh, weekend coming up, which ends inside the baseball park. Ah. And one thing they had on display was the world series trophy from 1979. Wow. So it was kind of neat to see that up close and personal. Since that was the last World Series, the Pirates A went to yes. and B won. Yes. <laughs> and the only one they won in my lifetime. <laughs> because the only one they won, the, the the previous one to that was 1971. So just, just a little before I was born. But yeah, so that was the sole one in my lifetime. And got to see a couple of the statues around the baseball park and a nice thing is, and I think a lot of the more modern stadiums are starting to do this or have done this, where they have a walkway park that is open to the public during non-game days. Mm-hmm. So it isn't just stadium off in the distance, surrounded by acres and acres of parking that no one ever can get around. <laughs> yes. Where that's kind of how they were like the previous park. Three Rivers was one of the cookie cutter parks that looked like every other park when you were inside and surrounded by tons of parking with nothing else around it. Yeah. Where this there's sidewalks. It actually fits into a it looks like it fits inside a city block. Um, There's other buildings around it. There's offices around it. So it isn't just surrounded by sea of parking, which is just a nice recovery over what. Pittsburgh had for 30 years with three rivers and things are starting to bloom here. Um, our, uh, bamboo in the back is coming back to life. So mm-hmm. it grew probably around good six inches in the last week as spring hit. So we're going to go from nothing to like five foot high bamboo, uh, bushes in around a month at most. Wow. So that's always neat to see. And we had a pretty nasty storm roll in, so I was able to get some decent sky pictures from that. Nice. Yeah, I um, I was in Maryland this uh, last week, and so, you know, I did get to uh, watch some Capitals Hurricanes uh, hockey and, uh, and all that. But uh, we went to a... Um, sort of like a children's museum in Baltimore one day and took the kids and got to, you know, experiment with stuff. So I took some pictures of the kids doing that. And then uh, a couple of days later, we went into D.C. to the American uh, History Museum and the uh, Natural, is it Natural History Museum? They're, they're right next to each other. Um, and so I took a lot of images of that. So in Baltimore, I got, you know, a picture of the, uh, I think it's the constellation, the, the wooden ship. Um, the constitution is where, is that in, um, is that in DC or is that, uh, I can't, I'm trying to remember where I, I saw the constitution. I can't remember. It's probably in Virginia. Um, but you know, just going around and, and seeing, you know, the different things. I took a picture of the, 
the the flag from uh, the Star Spangled Banner. Uh, that I, I I just forget how big that thing is, and uh, uh, you know, and it was low light, and I was really amazed. You know, I'm always shocked on how well these cameras can pick up. Uh, the images in low life, low, low life, <laughs> low light, and uh, be able to, um, you know, go into Snapseed and and grab some of that light and pull it out and, you know, uh, zoom and enhance, right? Um, and uh, yeah, so I I did some of that, but mostly just tried to lay low and enjoy a little bit of my vacation. And uh, when we got back, um, you know, it was nice to be able to, to unwind. And while I was in Maryland, I actually bought a new the, uh, stylus case that uh, was exactly like the one that I had purchased when I first got my phone. But the two years that I've had it uh, has uh, seen its fair share of abuse and and worn you know looked to it most of the paint i would say about 70 percent of the paint that was on this case was gone and uh so it needed to be uh it needed to be replaced and i'm and i keep looking at my phone now go man this is a new phone oh no it's not it's, it's the same but the case is uh uh the case is new and so it feels like a new phone <laughs> Um, I posted that on Instagram and I actually had, uh, somebody ask, how do you get just the case? And so what I did was, uh, I couldn't find the case on this, on the site. And I ended up emailing, uh, stylus and asking, saying, Hey, uh, you know, I have the iPhone seven and I want to, I want to get the case, but I already have the, uh, the lenses. I don't need the lenses. I just want the case. And so they ended up sending me a link uh, to the case itself. And, uh, I was able to purchase it that way. And so when I got home, it was there waiting for me to, to, um, put on. So, uh, I was glad to have that. And, and I, and you can go onto my Instagram and see the difference between two years and, uh, what it would have looked like when it was brand new. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I think uh, we may have have ourselves a show here. Is there anything else that you guys wanted to bring up before we say goodbye? Uh, I'm good. Yeah, good from here. Good deal. All right. Well, let's do this. Let me pull up my soundboard and uh, let's play this. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Barely. All right, let's go around the room and tell everybody where they can find you. Let's start with you, Dave. Sure, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as ProfPod, and in the uh, Facebook group as Dave Podner. Excellent. Uh, Greg? Yeah, you can get me on Instagram at McMillanPhoto, on Twitter, McMillan underscore photo, and on the uh, Facebook group and the Artful Eye Photography community just with my name, Greg McMillan. Excellent. Matt? Yeah, you can check me out on Instagram, Twitter, Flickr, and the Artful iPhonography community at M. Hoffman Photo. Good deal. Oh, and uh, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Joseph Ferreira. And uh, uh, I got 
a package in the mail with some stickers that Mark had sent. So I have the new stickers in my hand right now, and they're pretty cool. Actually, they, they seem very durable. So I'm going to test those out and, and see it. But you can, go on to, um, you can go on to our website, which is tinyshutter.com. And I believe he has that linked already to the website. So you can purchase some stickers and he will ship them off to you. All right. And everything else you can find there, you can find our YouTube channel, our Facebook group, and everything else by going to tinyshutter.com. All right, gentlemen, why don't you say good night to everybody? Good night, everybody. Night, everyone. Bye bye. <laughs> oh, and uh, Mark, I'm still keeping the ending uh, 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 sound bite, so good luck, man. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave us a review and a five-star rating. See you next week. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Kowalski, what's our trajectory? 95% certain this will end in massive, flaming disaster. And the other 5%, irrelevant, sir. I, I, I thought you were dead. Oh, no, I told you. Well, I fibbed a little bit, but don't be mad. Remember, it's better to tell the truth. And that's no lie. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! New Hampshire?